What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Loading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Producer Jay. I'm here with my co-host, Brother Zay. Hey, what's going on? And uh, I would say Brother Tay, but he had some computer issues that uh, prevented him from being able to join us tonight, but hopefully he gets that fixed soon. Um, how you doing, uh, Zay? I see. Okay. I, I keep getting mixed up with Zay, know, Jay, Tay. You have to, <laughs> <laughs> you have to like, calm yourself there. You, like, get the name right. Yeah, it also uh, doesn't help that I'm, like, exhausted. I'm drinking coffee as we speak, so... Hopefully, I liven up as we go. We got this. Now I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good, you know. Playing games, trying to finish more games, and in between, you know, all these games that are coming out and my backlog. But uh, it's been it's been fun last week since um I've been playing uh Wild Hearts, X Defiance. I'm trying to finish uh Little Nightmares two. So so it's it's. It's a journey. Yes, it is. And it, it's not going to stop because apparently, you know, it's crazy. I saw uh, like a breakdown of what games are going to be coming out in March. Yeah. I had no idea that so Resident Evil 4 was coming out in March. I thought that was in April. I mean, either way, it's so close together with all the games that are coming out this year. It's like the backlog we're going to have is even greater because... I- 2022 had so many game delays. Yeah. 2023 is just piling on. And I feel like the last time this happened, it was like, what was it? Like 2000, I think it was like 2010. I feel like there was a bunch of games that released like in the first half of the year. And I don't understand why developers are so, or publishers for that matter, are so afraid of releasing games in the summer. Like, they just, they do not want to be part of that three-month period for whatever reason. I think mostly because, like, a lot of people are on vacation. They're not home. You know, that's that's the old way of thinking, you know, that, that people are on vacation. But we don't have to think that way anymore with xCloud and, yeah. and cloud gaming. Like, you can literally play games on your phone, on a tablet. And that, with the Steam Deck, you can play PC games on the go. Yep, absolutely. The Switch is on the go. So, like, yeah. there's so many options to game on the go. Uh, they have to get rid of the fear of releasing during the summer. Yeah, and I always thought, like, wouldn't it be more beneficial to release during the summer? Because that's when kids are out of school, yeah. most likely playing more games. Like, yeah, you you get the idea that, oh, they're going to be outside or whatever. But it's fucking, it gets hot. Like, it gets 90 <laughs> degrees. I'm going to be one inside sometimes. Get that AC in the game. Exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a lot. Um, I I we mentioned this in the chat. I haven't officially announced it, but I do plan on live streaming very soon. Ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I finally it's official. <laughs> it's official now. I've been thinking about it for a long time. I just needed to set everything up, and literally, I've been tinkering with settings and different display where like i i set it up pretty much and i got it to where i feel good about it so i'll let you everybody listening know when i'm gonna do it before i do it obviously it's not gonna be i probably it'll it'll be soon i'll let you know but yes that's coming in the future awesome you and you'll be on the pc right 
well, I'll I'll be playing everything because I can I can play on console streaming because I got my capture card. I got the new one actually, so oh, it's nice. it's made for streaming. So that way I can I can see what I'm doing on because I have I have two monitors now. I can see oh. what I'm doing, and then the reaction is like it's like super instantaneous. Like it's not a delay like it was before with my old one because before I would like. I'd press A, and then in, like, three seconds later, it would do it. I was like, nah, I can't do that. Oh, so, no, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so now I got it, so that way there's very little lag. That's great. That's great. Looking forward to, you know, expanding on the loading up endeavor that we have going. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So what games have you been playing? And you mentioned Wild Hearts. Yes. So I've been, I, I'm, granted, it's just a 10-hour uh, trial with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. But I still have like eight hours left. <laughs> no, no, Damn. sorry, seven hours left. So I've I've done so far three hours of just hunting these monsters and this new world. And um, I just have to say it's it's good. It's good. How, and how it, does it compare to Monster Hunter? Because that's what I've been seeing all over the place. Of course, because it's Monster Hunters like. Um, dare I say it is. The combat is better than Monster Hunters. 100%. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll say it here. I, I'm enjoying the combat a lot. Even the little building aspects that you do and the traversal in um, Wild Hearts, it's, it's really good. Um, it definitely used some polish. And now, with this, with this saying, nobody's saying that it's going to replace Monster Hunters. Monster Hunters is very rich, has a long history has some super diehard fans. It's not replacing Monster Hunters, but I think it does aspects that Monster Hunters and Wild Hearts does. It, I think it does it better. It's more and, polished. Like, well, I want to say polished. It's more like westernized. So I feel like based on what I've seen, that is if it looks more like catered to the Western audience, whereas Monster Hunter is like, that's East, like Japanese audience. I mean, it just so at, happens to cross over to here for people who like it. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I mean, God, I put a lot of hours into Moss onto the world. We put uh, at least a good whole year into it, you know, playing it. <laughs> you know, we got to the point, me and my buddies, where it was just like we would go and fight, like, the biggest, baddest monster, Diablo, and we would destroy him, like, in no time at all. It was ridiculous. And we were like, all right, we're done with this. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, I put a lot of hours into the monster hunters yeah. and, and then to switch over to wild heart to see what they bring to the table. I like what they're doing. I like the combat. I like what they brought to the table with the building and the traversal of the maps. Um, I think it has really good potential and it, it, it can use a little more polishing. Although I am just doing the trial version um, I'm actually considering it buying it this week. Um, hmm. uh, I think it can use a little bit more polishing, but from what I played of it, I'm really enjoying it. Now, uh, here's, here's the big question. Go ahead. Does it have a lock-on feature? It does. <laughs> you sold me on it. You sold me on it. <laughs> it does. You can lock on to your your monster that you're fighting and... And do it. It's it's real easy too. They make it very easy. Okay. And it seems complicated when you're when you're like in the middle of a battle. So like the left side of the controller is 
like what you're using to build and or run or stuff and then the right side of the controller you use all of your attacks and your jumping and stuff and that's and... that's the thing i i came in from monster Hunters. you can't really jump in monster Hunters unless you like off a cliff or if you have a certain weapon you know this uh, one yeah. you can just jump everywhere and you can you can build little crates jump on the crates and just do some special move on top of the monster and i feel like the hits when you're hitting in wild hearts really affect the monster you can really see like you'll know when they're getting pissed and when they're about to die it's 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 fun i've had a lot of fun playing it that's good that's that's good to hear yeah so, look i got maybe i'll check it out because i still i you told me about it because originally before because gameplay as you see is uh atomic heart is oh, it atomic oh, heart man. or atomic hearts atomic heart right atomic One, heart. singular <laughs> um <laughs> originally you told me to record wild heart say so all these hearts what the heck <laughs> so, the strangest series <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter. He posted a thing like, "I have, I can't follow this series." It said, "Atomic Heart, Wild Hearts, Kingdom Hearts," because they're all hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna record Wild Hearts, but then uh, I decided to take a trip to New Zealand and um, hey. like, play some Atomic Heart first. The good old <laughs> new trip to New Zealand. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta do it. Um. But yeah, so I mean, since we're already on it, I've been I played a little bit of it, um, as you can see. Um, yeah. so what I'll say is that it has it has the potential to be something great, but it like it just misses the mark. Like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the audio design or the dialogue. I feel like it just it doesn't feel like there. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like right there, like you can feel, like you can see it, like the visually, it's 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 a like it's crazy, like it looks amazing, but just the, in the execution when you're actually playing the game and like the audio, like it gets cut off sometimes. Like it reminds me of you ever played um the first Sonic Adventure game? Yeah. So you know how sometimes when somebody will be talking. And then the other person will just talk over them and they'll get <laughs> cut off. Yeah. That happens sometimes in this game. And it's like, it throws you off because like they'll be in the middle of a conversation and then somebody will just butt in and just start talking over you. And it's like, wait, hold on. The first conversation didn't finish. <laughs> Relax, wait, wait your turn. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. And then um, the combat feels really good. Although granted, it's still in the beginning. It feels a little clunky. But I'm I'm assuming that's just because I haven't gotten used to it and I haven't really unlocked more weapons. So hopefully that changes, like later on as you play through. But it definitely feels like it was on a little bit of a budget. So you can just you see the uh, a lot of the imperfections, and I feel like that might deter a lot of people from it. But I feel like. The, that's one of the benefits of Game Pass is that you don't have to worry about like, oh, I just spent $60, $70 on this game and it's not living up to the hype. Like, no, like it's it's on Game Pass. You try it out. If you don't like it, that's it. Like, but, yeah. but if you do, you got it. You can play through it. So I'm going to give it more of a chance because I don't want to judge it too soon. But based on what I played, it it seems like it could be 
really fun like in the long run but just those little imperfections stick out to me i just need to point that out that's understandable so so i don't know if you know about the controversy behind this game oh yeah online. that is a whole bunch of <laughs> yeah so like it was made by a russian team so people were like you know you're funding russia's war against ukraine it means you don't support ukraine so there, there's actually people out there blocking anybody and blocking everybody who plays the game and or and or labeling them as terrorists it's it's a little it's literally the hogwarts legacy thing all over again yeah it really is but i I just want to i want to say like yes it is made by uh a team from russia but i think a lot of the imperfections may come from the fact that uh mid-development they had to up and leave russia so that they can continue working on the game and or be safe in their you know political environment that they have over there right um so they they literally up ended their whole you know studio left russia and left their families behind yeah in russia so that they can continue working on this game so this game playing this game does not in any way support the russian government and their war in ukraine at all if anything it's a testament to the russian people who are standing um up and against uh russia's government yeah and if you if you play the game at even in just like the first part like you see a lot of like it's meant to like be like kind of like russian propaganda or whatever but they paint it in a way that it's like very arrogant very obvious that they're the bad guys yeah so and it's actually a wonder that they were able to even make this game while being in russia knowing that whole situation that's exactly why they had to up and leave you know yeah because it's a lot of like painting russia in a negative light so yeah Yeah. i mean i i always i I tell people try a game for yourself if you don't like it that's fine but don't sit here and prejudge something based off of where people are from because ultimately not everybody who is born or nor lives in russia agrees with the governments of that said country same same could be said for anybody in any country right you know they gotta just you know take it easy a bit you know people are a little too hype with their uh political agendas online yeah it's like they just want something to get outraged over i feel like that's that's the era we're in outrage culture people just finding stuff to get upset over yeah it gets annoying and tiring (laughs) trying to keep up with all of it speaking of games that either haven't come out yet and or you know we're just trying out for the first time i played a little bit of uh x defiant this weekend because they had a alpha test and what are your thoughts i I don't know how much you can say about it because no we actually they even they even tell you when you load up the game you cannot capture the game but you are freely able to talk about it and okay any form you could talk about it write about it you just can't take videos of it okay i was wondering because i know when i because i signed up for it i didn't i was busy this weekend yeah Just, yeah just a heads up behind the scenes we're recording this on monday so normally we record on Saturday or Sunday. So we this weekend was just very busy for me, or for us because we couldn't come up with a good time to record. But um, yeah, yeah, I I signed up for it and, and I had to sign an NDA. So I was like, oh, that was like kind of serious. Yeah, I mean, Ubisoft takes their NDAs a little bit serious. Yeah, you know, but they do say that you can talk about it. So I want to talk a little bit about X Defiant because as an arcade shooter. 
I think it did really well. Um, so the like, guns, what's the premise of it? Like, how how does how is it framed? I know the the last time I heard about it, a lot of people were kind of getting upset over it just because specifically for the whole um, third echelon portion because they felt mm -hmm. like Splinter Cell should have like been more than just like a, a class in a game. Well, yeah. I mean, those are like the hardcore Splinter Cell fans who want things to come. They want a Splinter Cell game. I get yeah. that. But this this takes this takes all the sort of like protagonists and villain classes, so to speak, from all of Ubisoft games. So you have like uh, people from Far Cry 6. You have, you know, uh, Rainbow Six. You have... Uh, okay. Uh, you have a bunch of different Ubisoft franchises playing as shooters. So if, if a Ubisoft like franchise the division came out... Too. Yeah, exactly. If they came out with a shooter, they have a class in here, you know? Okay. You know, so you, you got, you know, like the, the Libertad from Far Cry 6 in here. You can pick them and play as them. And we're just... Those are just like the character models. But what they did really well was they did really good gunplay. So the guns felt and shot very nice. Everything felt balanced. If you were shooting SMG, it felt like SMG. If you were shooting a sniper, you felt like a sniper, like one shot or like either killing them or taking all the health, depending on where you hit them. It felt good. You know, it felt yeah. really good. It was very fast paced. It was very, you know, on point. Like it was, it's just an arcade shooter. And no way do I think that this game will sort of dethrone Call of Duty at all. But for what it was, being an arcade shooter, coming from the very first alpha test, because I've had, I know people who played the very first alpha test, it's improved significantly and it's going in the right direction. So despite this weekend's, um, woes with the alpha test because there were some you know crashing and we weren't able to invite people to get together to play i mean it's just an alpha so i can't be too mad but i think the direction that they're going is good and i can't wait to see sort of a beta and or a final product because um it will be a game that i would like to play more of that's always good to hear, especially from Ubisoft. I mean, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how it just seems like they don't know what to do anymore. Like, they're just throwing shit at the wall and yeah. seeing what sticks. So it's it's good to see that they have something potentially with X Defiant, and maybe this could probably uh, end their woes of trying to find that live service game to keep them afloat. Yeah. I mean, they definitely Ubisoft definitely needs a win. They Absolutely. Do. You know, because I don't want to see a major well, publishing like Ubisoft go down. They need a win here, and I think X Defiant is moving in that in that direction. But I will say, like, I took a uh, sort of like a survey on how the game went, and they kept asking a lot of questions on Call of Duty. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's like I I I just that's why I wanted to preface this. Like, there, it's an arcade shooter. It's not going to come close or dethrone Call of Duty at all. So it, sh it should not focus on trying to compete with Call of Duty and just try and do, you know, what's good for an arcade shooter. And I think it, it could go well if they focus on just that. 
And whereas if they focus trying to take on Call of Duty, they will fail. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think what's going to make or break this game is the whole live service aspect. Because you can, I mean, Halo Infinite is a perfect example of how you can have a perfect core gameplay. But if you don't nail the live service aspect, it's going to fail. So yeah. I think they need to focus on fine-tuning that aspect of the game. So that way it's not super, like, I don't want to say predatory, but like grindy or no you had all it that right predatory <laughs> is it predatory okay sure i, I, I would predatory. say so i don't like life service games that do that you know destiny halo all these life service games that are like they come out with battle passes and seasons and new content but you have to pay pay for this and you have to i don't like that it is yeah. predatory you know it I, is. I don't i don't see i don't find the idea of a battle pass like inherently wrong it's just the, if they go about it the wrong way, like like Call of Duty. I mean, we actually we did like an episode on this, like I think it was like the second episode, uh, where we talk about battle passes. I feel like yeah. Call of Duty's battle pass is very, very like predatory. Whereas yeah. there's other ones that are kind of okay. Like there's there's a there's good examples of battle pass. I feel like there is a a good path to take with this, and I just hope Ubisoft doesn't get a big head when they they finally <laughs> have something nice and they ruin it because i feel like that's what that's what happened with um was it the division i don't i don't remember if the division had like i don't think it had a battle pass or anything but it was like the content like they didn't supply it with enough content post launch and yeah. it ultimately failed yeah the division 2 specifically like it was a good game but i think that they failed in bringing out content they delayed some of the content so yeah and by the time it came out it was i was done with the game we moved on to other games <laughs> right and it's it's crazy because i really enjoyed the first one i thought the first one was uh, amazing i know but um division 2 i spent a lot of time in division 2 as well yeah I, I i played a little bit of it the the second one the first one i played a lot of it like that one mostly because it was like the recreation of new york so you yeah. know I always like that in games. Well, the, I get well, to see Division if I can two, go to places that I actually know that I've been to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that a lot. We actually did that when Division 2 came out with their New York City DLC. Oh, and, they added a New York DLC? Oh, yeah, yeah. They added a, a DLC for New York, and you get to go back. And it was it was pretty cool because it wasn't that long of a DLC, but I think it was take place like in Manhattan and Brooklyn, and you got to see a lot of stuff. It was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna just I guess we'll just go right into the news. You know, we got yeah. some we got some news to cover. You know? We do, we do. Yeah. So we're gonna get right to some Sony news. You know, uh Sony uh Interactive Entertainment wants uh you to rent NFTs. They want players <laughs> <laughs> the players and stream spectators according to a recently published patent. The latest patent by Sony suggests that the company may introduce NFTs into the PlayStation ecosystem on both the PS4 and PS5 sometime in the near future. I don't know. I don't know too much about NFTs. I think a lot of it is scams. So I don't understand why gaming companies want to f try and get involved in NFTs, crave. 
I think the is over. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Okay, so I kind of been following the whole NFT stuff very loosely. I'm not, I don't get into the weeds of it because there's a lot of, like you said, scams and stuff like that. I don't... Yeah. I, I do not like the, uh, like, NFTs. I feel like the idea of them, I can see why some developers might, or publishers might want to get into it because... The idea is that you get uh, uh, something like an item in a game or maybe just like an item associated with your account. And the idea, at least for gaming, uh, is you can take that item with you in like different games and you can show it off and stuff like that. So like I get that idea. It sounds cool on paper, but when you actually look at it, like you have to think, okay, you're basically asking developers to make specific items for your game, for, for their game, that can also be played in another game that they wouldn't necessarily buy in that first game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, why would they support that when that item can also be used in another game? Essentially supporting another game. It's like, it, it, there's a lot of like, like weird gray area there that I feel like it it just doesn't make sense. But it's it's funny when I heard this news, um I instantly like I called it because you heard about that the PlayStation Stars program or whatever. Yeah, the reward thing? The reward thing. So they yeah. they essentially have an NFT like system where you can <laughs> earn certain stuff through purchases and you can like display them or whatever but it's not considered an nft because you can't transfer it to anywhere i feel like that whole system was supposed to be the nft thing but they decided to nix those plans because that was around the time when the whole scam like outrage happened and People were just getting sour on NFTs, and especially I think Phil Spencer himself was like, "It can be, it can lead to a lot of predatory like actions from publishers and stuff like that." So he kind of denounced it. He says that there could be a future for it, but right now it's a little too early for that. Um, so I think once that whole thing happened, PlayStation was just like, "Okay, never mind. We'll we'll just <laughs> give you these, and you can have them on your account. You can't do anything with them." But you can have it. It's fine. And then when this come out, this came out, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I, they couldn't help themselves. They just had to dip their toes into it. Just like I think what Square Enix said that they were going to get into yeah. NFTs. Yeah, Ubisoft said they were going to end NFTs. Uh, surprisingly, um, what was it? It was Stalker 2 of all uh, games that so was going to have NFTs. And like literally they announced it. And then a week later, they were like, nah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, because of the outrage behind it, like really yeah. art, and it, it's just crazy because considering all that's going on with them, like you wouldn't think that they would try to do that. But I'm um, granted that was before the war, but still, it's it's not a good look to to openly embrace NFTs in any shape or form. I think I think mostly it's just trying to do like a quick cash grab, and that's that's what that's bothers what it feels me. like. Yeah, that's what bothers me. It feels like. You know, oh, here's an NFT, pay us money. You know, mm -hmm. worth it's worth this much because we said so. And then 
you know, of course, some diehard fans will go out there and they'll pay for it. You know, I just think it's predatory in that sense. You know. Yeah, I they mean, can, I still they can market there's whatever they want. Outside of the gaming aspect of it, I still don't see the appeal in it. I don't see value in owning a GIF or a, a JPEG of something and just saying, oh, I own that. My name is on is on the blockchain. I don't see the value in that. Like, I, I can't do anything with that other than sell it to some other schmuck who wants to buy it. I, yeah. I don't know. It still is, is beyond me. I don't know how people can get into that, but... Anyway, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I mean, yeah, any, either way, we have things like AI art now. Yeah. And all that's making a buzz because it could be potentially taking away from actual artists, like somebody just typing up and a, and a computer making up what you want. So it's, right. it's a double-edged sword when it comes to technology and art, you know? Right. You've got the side where you can buy an NFT or I can just take a screenshot of it and say, hey, I own it too. Right, or, <laughs> or you know, we got AI making art when there are actual people out there who use Photoshop to make art and or, you know, actually draw on their computers some really right. fantastic stuff, and and then AI art comes in and just completely destroys all their work. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's the wild wild west when it comes yeah. to this stuff. So hopefully, it leads to like regulation, but. Let's not get into that whole aspect of it. Please, <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms. Definitely. We're gonna we'll continue right on with a little bit more Sony news. This time coming from Metro.co.uk. They allow uh, every other week a fan to submit a story, a full five hundred to six hundred word story, and then they publish it on on their their news site as a credible source. You know, this this particular uh, news organization is big in the in the sense that people listen to them. You know, they're reputable. So for them to just allow any fan and the editors to be like, yeah, let's just put this out there. Is a for this particular story is a little ridiculous because the the headline reads Microsoft should sell its Xbox business to Sony PlayStation. <laughs> And just the headline itself is ridiculous. And I've actually read through the whole article. The person writing this has zero knowledge of the gaming industry. She still thinks it's 2005. And it just doesn't make any sense business-wise for for both Xbox and Sony. Because even if Xbox were to sell to Sony, Sony doesn't have enough money. Um... And I doubt if Xbox can't even buy ABK with all the regulatory systems coming after them, I highly doubt they'll allow Sony to buy all of Xbox. That would just be absolutely ridiculous nightmare. But yeah. um, just the fact that this news organization allowed this crap to be published <laughs> was was just bad enough. I mean, she literally has absolutely no clue about xbox clearly a playstation fan who's saying just saying oh xbox doesn't had games in a while so they should just you know sell like they have no clue what's going on you know and i thought it was just bad journalism both on the website and the person who wrote it like they did absolutely zero zero like effort into this 
article. It was just atrocious. Yeah, I mean, we we have to just reiterate that this was a reader who yes. submitted this. Like it's, it's that I think that's the main takeaway. Because honestly, when I first saw this, I thought it was an Onion article. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way this is real. This is fake." And then I saw the reader thing, and I was like, "Ah, okay, that makes sense." Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's just it's it's obviously somebody who just had uh i guess they felt like they needed to say something positive or not positive but like negative about xbox you know how they get so it's like they took it upon themselves to because i think um what is it it's forbes or, or no it's bloomberg they they allow like guest articles right yeah i mean uh the wall street journal new york times they all do opinion yeah, they all do well. that you so know? somebody somebody wanted to get their name in the in the headlights and they chose this path. But like you said, it's nonsensical. It makes no sense. Like why first yeah. of all, why would it, Microsoft would sooner just bow out than sell off their stuff to to Sony. And it it just it doesn't make sense. Like the all all, all this over the merger, like even if the merger fails. Microsoft is not going anywhere. Like Microsoft is just gonna reinvest that money elsewhere. Like that's seventy billion dollars. Like yeah. that. It's not like because because they're gonna put if quote if it if it fails if it falls through, they have to pay three billion to Activision, which compared to seven billion is a drop in a bucket. Um, and then they'll just reinvest the rest of it into other publishers or other studios or other stuff so it's not like it's just xbox is doomed if this deal fails like no like like it's a big loss for them no doubt about it but they can easily bounce back like that thing this is kind of just like the icing on the cake like i'm of the mindset if it goes through great if it doesn't doesn't really change much so it's it's honestly it's just very short sighted this article and I'm 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 surprised we even talking about it this long. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just a little bit more Xbox News Day, uh one of the biggest uh u- unions came out and said that they support and they, they made it official, like to the CMAs and everything. You know, the global union is U U I U N I Global Union it has over affiliated with over 150 different countries representing 20 million workers that they're in favor of the Microsoft merger with Activision Blizzards. And this is all before, because as we know, tomorrow, the Microsoft is going to have that closed door meeting in the UK on the 21st. So the one of the biggest unions out there representing 20 million workers is behind a deal you know, it just makes sense for things to move forward for Microsoft and ABK because you can't get much more praise. Not only was the biggest union people behind supporting this also came out that Tencent and Embracer both supported the deal going through, which is big. They're the biggest Chinese publishers out there. So it's, it's a lot of support for this deal to go through. Yes, I mean, they, 
they have the benefit of having the backing of these unions, so that does help them. But it's it's a little frustrating because the the regulators don't seem to want to talk about that side of things. Like they're more focused on the whole Call of Duty thing, which yeah. is kind of silly if you think about it because they're not just buying Call of Duty. They're buying Diablo. They're buying Overwatch. They're buying World of Warcraft. Like you would think they would focus on the other ones, the other big games that are coming with this deal, but they're just focusing on on Call of Duty. So it's a little bit ridiculous that they put so much emphasis on that. But regardless, that they are not looking at the potential good that this will bring because let's let's be real, Activision has had their fair share of lawsuits and scandals regarding their treatment of their workers. Like there was the whole thing, like what was it, two years ago? Um that one of their the employees killed themselves. Yeah. And um the the head, Bobby Kodak, he knew about it. And he didn't do anything about it. Didn't even compensate them nothing and it was over like harassment and stuff like that so it's like there's a lot of shady shit going on and i feel like under microsoft they cannot play that shit so they will clean house wherever it needs to get rid of bobby and like really reform activision because like one of one of microsoft's kind of like mantras is that they they like to have like a hands-off approach with stuff that's what they're doing with bethesda so yeah. like Bethesda's its own thing. They kind of you know they 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 have some synergy, but it's they're mainly separate. Xbox Studios is Xbox Studios, and Bethesda's Bethesda. Um, that's why their showcases are Xbox and Bethesda. Um, yeah. So I don't think they would do that with Activision. I feel like it would be the opposite. Like they would have to be hands on with it because they even well, at feel, first for sure at first and until they get like to a good place because even Phil Spencer, which was, that was why the whole deal was shocking to begin with. Phil Spencer said he, he criticized Activision and said Mm -hmm. that they need to get their shit together because it's, it's a a horrible, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of it right now, but it's like, it's crazy and it's really bad look for them. And they didn't, they would have to rethink their, um, their association with the company going forward. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very answer. So that was buying them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, y'all not going to do nothing. All right, we will. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So like the, the, the fact that the unions are seeing that, that Microsoft could add that benefit to Activision's culture, negative culture, that's something worth noting. And it just, it's annoying that the regulators don't even care about that. Well, because just like in most of the media, the regulators themselves are are biased, uh, and on Sony's side. You know, they have this. The writing has been on the wall since they said that they were going to buy them. You know, that you had regulators out there on Twitter talking about, "Oh, we have to protect my PlayStation." You know, on, oh you know, yeah, that was. You know, you know, it's 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 just the bias is really ridiculous, and let's hope that despite all the bias both on the media side and the regulator side well the lawyers at microsoft will come down with the hammer and things will start smoothing over because there were just rumors as well that uh 
Sony was offered 15 year deal contract for for Call of Duty and that they even turned that down. So okay. I I do have to comment on that because I've seen that a lot as well. So it wasn't actually 15 years. So what happened was is is it was kind of like a mid uh, mistranslation. Uh, not okay. a mistranslation, a misinterpretation. So in the document it revealed that Microsoft in addition to the 10 years that they offered that we know of there was another five-year deal prior that they offered. So it wasn't like 15 years. It was they offered five years, and then they turned it down. And then they offered 10 years, and then they turned it down. I mean, I'd, honestly, at that point, just did I feel like they don't want to take any deal. They just no, don't they, want, they, they don't want then, anybody to have them called. They're not going to take a deal. Even if they did yeah. offer a 15-year deal, they wouldn't take it. That's how, yeah. that's how petty they're being right now. Yeah, because... Because Call of Duty is their bread and butter on PlayStation. Without it, without that, they would have just the exclusives, and that just doesn't fuel enough because it doesn't sell well enough. Yeah, compared to For, Call of compared Duty, to, compared to the amount of people who have a PlayStation, it doesn't sell nearly enough. Absolutely, that's like, the it, point. It's crazy that like. God of War, for example, that just came out. They just like touted that they sold 11 million copies. That's that's great. A lot of games don't even reach that. The fact that that is that pales in comparison to the amount Call of Duty sells on on just PlayStation alone is <laughs> telling. And that's why Sony doesn't want to lose it, which they won't. But no, they won't. They won't. They don't care. They just they're playing the part. Of course. Of course. Oh jeez, that that went down a rabbit hole, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Now we can we can go on and on about ABK, huh? <laughs> it's that's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It does, it does. But uh, we'll we'll get we'll get right into some a little bit of more PlayStation news, and from toxic fans, you know, uh, as we know, the PSVR two came out, and it's been being reviewed all over YouTube. You can go on YouTube and watch all these reviews. This uh, prominent PlayStation YouTuber who got a PSVR 2, he went out there, he reviewed it, he made a whole video on it, and he gave it a 3 out of 5. Said it's not great. For what it is, it's good. Um, The games and the wire really is what really holds it back. He just doesn't think it's the technology is fully there yet. And those were his honest opinions. And he got attacked for it simply because he was being honest. Now, mind you, this is a PlayStation-centric YouTuber. He's out here getting attacked by PlayStation diehard fans who, no matter what PlayStation does, they they need greatness at every turn. So if you're against, if you say anything bad to them on PlayStation, they're against you. They were attacking him in his comments. He had to shut off his comments. Even had to uh, suspend his Twitter real quick because it was just getting out of hand. Um, but he did come back, and he actually went on a couple more uh, PlayStation-centric podcasts was talking about it. So, you know, ultimately, it just turns out, like, people just need to be a little nicer. You know, this is this man's honest opinion on something. That doesn't necessarily mean that it has to go with along what you think. You know, it's just his opinion. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like what he says, just... Turn it off. There's no reason to attack a person because they have an honest opinion about something. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. Like we we all need to. Well, 
it's mainly those types of people need to realize that it's just an opinion. Like, just because somebody disagrees with you on what you like and what you dislike, that doesn't mean that they're wrong or that you're wrong or that their opinion is bad. Like, it's just an opinion. Like, that's yeah. that's all it is. It does not affect anything. It yeah. does not affect your enjoyment of said product or yeah. or your hype for said product like it doesn't it doesn't change any you can still be excited for PSVR2 you can still want to get it or have have it ready to come like you don't have to listen to somebody if you don't agree with them like that's fine but don't t- attack them for it yeah it's that's, it's that's not that serious and especially yeah. it's like that and that's what gets me upset about like these this console war stuff like people are getting so like heated over video <laughs> games this is video games. It's yeah. not serious at all. And people are taking it to heart and sending like death threats and doxing people. It's it's insane. It's it's very insane. Do not do not do that stuff. Please. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Speaking of opinions on PSVR two, we're gonna jump right into this one because I got some opinions. <laughs> What's up? Um I, I I just found out, and this is because I was you know reading online about PSVR two, just going down a rabbit hole with that YouTuber and all the comments that he was getting, and I found out the PSVR two is not backwards compatible, except for I think it's No Man's Sky. There's and... a there's a handful of games that got ported over, but that that's not like backwards compatible. They're just ports. No, those are just ports. Yeah, I'm talking about backwards compatible. So like, if you brought a game on your PlayStation VR. You cannot play it on your PSVR 2. You have to rebuy the game. You yeah, have that's... to rebuy all your games. And I thought that was complete. Sh- that was just shitty. That's the yeah. shittiest thing I've ever heard. Like, it's not like leaps and bounds better from PlayStation VR to PlayStation VR 2. Like, I don't think it's that much better to warrant me buying Beat Saber again. Like, you tell me I got to buy it again. It's the same exact game. Yeah. You know, what what's what's the difference here? I I was very upset. I was like, this is that's bullshit. Like, I would not buy of a game over again just because it's not on, you know, my headset. Like, that's that's so dumb. I was so upset. I was really upset reading that. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And I just kept reading it, and I read on. I went down a rabbit hole on Reddit and. I was just getting more upset. I was like, you know what? I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop here because I'm getting pissed off. I'm getting, and you know, I don't even own a PSVR two, and I'm getting pissed <laughs> off. I'm like, well, damn it! Why do I have to buy it again? I don't even buy any PSVR games, right? <laughs> you know, it's getting me pissed. You know, no, I, so I mean, so granted that there's a handful of games that are being ported over, and the developer or the publisher, whoever. They're being generous enough to give free, like it's basically a free upgrade. So as long as you have the game, like you can upgrade it for free. But they have to port it over, obviously first. Yeah, but porting over a game is not. It's it's like putting it in development again. You know. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Sony that's is a lot essentially of work. yeah. Sony is essentially pushing that off to the developer, whereas they could have come up with a like base level emulation software kind of like how um the xbox did with 360 backwards compatibility like you couldn't play it it's it was impossible at the time but the develop the the uh microsoft r d came up with a, a base level emulation 
software that can take the 360 and tra- or the 360 game and translate it so that way it could run on Xbox One and all the subsequent consoles. Yeah. There's no reason that Sony could have done couldn't have done the same thing. They just didn't want to do it for whatever reason. They didn't want to submit or sink the money into it. They did the same thing with uh, with PlayStation Five. That's why. At, when they first announced the PlayStation 5, nobody knew if it was going to have backwards compatibility because it yeah. was just like they didn't know. Like Sony was not talking about it. It wasn't until like maybe like uh, like two months out that they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to do it. And honestly, I think it was because of all the backlash. And that's why they when they announced it, they said, oh, it might have some hiccups. It might have some like bugs or whatever. And eventually yeah. they ironed it out. But I do not think especially after the comments that what was it, Jim Ryan made that he said, oh, we believe in generations. Like I had no doubt that they were going to launch that thing without backwards compatibility. And oh, now man. they're doing the same thing with PSVR 2. The only difference is, is that it's a much lower install base, but that's actually kind of worse because now it's going to do worse because people are not going to want to buy all those games again. Even if the publisher offers free upgrades, not all their games are going to be upgradable. So it's yeah. like, why invest in a new platform and start all over, essentially? That's yeah. stupid. That's that's essentially uh, product suicide. You're basically telling people, don't buy this because you're going to start from scratch. And yeah. honestly, that's that's why a lot of people kind of stick to their like ecosystem. Like, if, if PlayStation uh, 5 didn't have uh, backwards compatibility... A lot more people might have jumped, had the opportunity to jump over to Xbox because one of the main reasons, at least for me, on why I stick with Xbox as my main platform is because all my games are there and I can take it with me. So, and same thing with PS4. PS4, you can now, you can take it with you to PS5. So there's no point in changing. But if you take that off, you're basically saying, oh, you don't need to buy this. You can get whatever. That might, that might, cause people to get a, a oculus uh it's not oculus anymore it's meta rift or whatever yeah. um or the, um, the another HTC. one hcc vive or yeah. all the other uh ones that are there so which, it's like which are cheaper well some of them are cheaper a lot and, of them are cheaper and more comfortable you know because that's what they're saying about the psvr2 is not as comfortable as the vive and or the oculus so yeah. there you go on that, you know. But it definitely has to do with you know, Sony not wanting to seek the money into it because, you know, they're using that money to go ahead and you know, buy Ballistic Moon Studios, you know. <laughs> now, although they're they're a new studio, you know, they, they're a support studio. They've worked with Sony. They don't have really many games. They don't have any games out, if I'm not mistaken, that they've made themselves, but Sony just absorbed them, basically, you know. Right. And, you know, it, it begs to differ because there are a lot of fanboys always talking about how, oh, why does Xbox have to cheat and buy studios? Why can't they just have organic growth? And then Sony goes and buys a studio and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's, it's very hypocritical. It's hypocritical. And I think it's more of just like Sony's buying these little studios and then using them to like grow or whatever. And they... For whatever reason, they want Xbox to play by those rules. And it's like, why Why does Xbox have to play by Sony's rules? Like, it, they should just play by their own rules. 
and do what it takes to get the market share back because they lost it for the past two generations. So it's like, yeah. why, why do why do they have to play this game that Sony created? No, let them play their own game. I mean, Sony's been on top for a while. You know, they they have had their time at the top, and they've made and set the rules for. It seems like the whole world when it comes to the gaming world. And right. if you don't follow their gaming rules and the way they do it, it's it's just wrong. It's absolutely wrong. What what you I don't do wanna, anything different. Yeah, what I don't get though is that like they're not even in first place. That's a Nintendo. Why why can't we play by Nintendo's rules? Huh? Let's not go there. Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> why is the Sony the standard bearer? Why why can't Nintendo be the the one that everybody says they should model? No, because they don't want to acknowledge that Nintendo is first place. Yes. I mean, what can we do? You know, they people will have their preference. And that's perfectly fine. You know, but the technology and the market is changing. So we need to go along with it. And I think that's where Microsoft comes in. They they can see that the market's changing. They, they're trying to make the investments in the proper areas, you know, particularly with cloud. And uh, they're trying to get into the mobile market with AVK. So okay. they see the future and they're trying to get there. But Sony's like, no, we want to stay where we are. So let's just play by my rules. And I think a lot of people want to, you know, are siding with them. And I just hope that with, in particular, with the ABK deal, it goes through. So that way we can move past that. Because if we can get past this, maybe it will force Sony to start innovating more and start innovating better. You know, because it just will breed more competition. It'll be better for us, the consumers. Exactly. More competition and that goes back to the whole article that we were talking about. Like, you don't want one company running the entire gaming landscape. You do not want that. Whether it's Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, you don't want it to be a monopoly. That would be a real monopoly. That would, people tend to throw that word around. You don't. You don't want that. If Sony owns Microsoft, I might as well quit gaming because that's that's going to be a shit show. Yeah, and and the same the same thing the other way around. You know, if Microsoft owns Sony, it will yeah, be shit. You know? Exactly. You you don't you want them to fight for us the consumer. As a consumer, you want more competition because that's where we benefit. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we can see that in every day with between Apple and Android. You know, yeah. there's not much competition out there. It's just the two. Why not introduce somebody else? You know, we have Google and we have you know ios why not introduce something where microsoft can thrive in it and that's why i think abk is about thriving in the mobile market where they failed before you know so i think we need to rethink not just as consumers but as gamers ourselves we need to rethink as a whole you know where we're going with the future because i don't want to be complacent and just keep buying a ps5 or an xbox i want something better something that's going to be future proof, you know, and I think cloud gaming can, can do that. It's getting there, honestly, like that. I so I do the the Microsoft rewards um, uh -huh. and a lot of for a lot of the, the stuff is I use cloud gaming for it. And yeah. there be times where I don't even know. I can't even tell. That's how good it's gotten. And it's only going to improve more. Definitely. Definitely. 
so we got a. Do you want? Do you have any questions you want to bring up? Um. So I had this question before, for last week, but we never okay. got to it because we just got swamped with news and stuff like that. But yeah. Um. I wanted to talk about games that you turned around on. So when I when I came up with this last week, I was I wanted to talk about Hogwarts Legacy because. As you know, I was very, very skeptical about it leading up to it, and I just, I could not see it being something that I want to play. And granted, I do like the Harry Potter universe. I like that that whole, like, wizard and fantasy stuff like that. It's very appealing to me. I like the movies. Um, I read two books, but I'm not a big reader, so. Um, I know. Uh, I know, I know. Um so yeah, like I admit that I turned around on that game and I wanted to know like has there ever been a game like that where like you were kind of skeptical on, you weren't sure if you were going to like it and then once you tried it, it just clicked and you were like, wow, I'm I'm actually surprised. There were, of course, there's always several games like that, you know. Um, for me, it had to have been the Sniper Elite series. Oh, really? Yes, because I saw it and I thought, you know, it was going to be trash. Honestly, the only appealing part about it was killing Nazis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was watching it from way back when the first one released up until some of the newer ones that are released day one on Game Pass. Um, I just thought, man, this kind of it's kind of cheesy. You're just going around, you're one man with a sniper. You know, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's like, whatever. Okay. But then here I come, I'm trying it out. And it's actually really, it was a really good game. I actually liked it, enjoyed it. The The story, the the things you could do is not just a sniper you have. You know, it's it's a well-rounded game overall. And that really turned me around. I was like, man, I really like this. Yeah, so I, 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 went, I went from literally not, not thinking it was going to be trash absolutely playing it day one every time I release <laughs> yeah no it's I've played Sniper Elite and I haven't played enough of it to really kind of gauge I've only played it for like I said before the Microsoft rewards thing mm-hmm. and I tried it says I get like two kills silenced or whatever so I only oh, played okay. that first area I never really like dove into it more but it's it, I do feel the same way though. Like I, I didn't feel like it was gonna be trash, but I was just like, eh, I'm not really interested, you know. But no, maybe I, I, I could turn. Uh, you thought it was gonna be trash. I thought it was gonna be trash. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> that's what, that's what I said. I really thought it was gonna be trash. Uh, it turned out to be great. This, the the Sniper Elite series is a great series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so there was another game that actually ha- that happened to me. Um. So another. So th- I'm not a fan of roguelikes and I, I don't like the whole at, at least most of them I don't like the whole like going through and then dying and then coming back going through again losing everything coming yeah. back like the the constant repetition I don't know that doesn't really appeal to me so um when Hades came out oh, um on. for on game well it first came out on the switch and I was just like I'm not gonna bother on it and it was on PC as well uh um, yeah but then when it came to Game Pass, I was just like, oh, I mean, I'll see what all the hype is all about. I got good reviews, but it's just like I I didn't like roguelikes. And let me yeah, tell you, I got addicted 
Like that was <laughs> one of it's one of the very few roguelikes that I I was just like, okay, I see what the hype is about. I got it. <laughs> yeah, and I, honestly, I I want to buy it because I I played it all the way up until it it left Game Pass, and I I, sh- I should probably buy it, but knowing Not my that blog, long of a game, how far no, did you no, get into it? I I got up to. The but, second boss, I could not beat. Um, what was the name? It was a girl. Oh, I know you're talking about. Uh, you couldn't yeah. beat her. The oh man, I forget. Because I name. know, like you, you there's like a, you gotta know. I guess it depends on the run because you could beat it in like eleven, or uh, I can't remember like the terminology. It's been so long since I played it. Um, but yeah, there's like there's ways to go about it where you can optimize it so that way you're not losing so much stuff and you can get more um boosts and um upgrades or whatever yeah there was one run i got so close i felt so like good about like (laughs) every like all my power-ups and stuff like that and then i just i got cocky and i was like i lost it i i haven't been in the game I made it all the way up to the end, the last boss, and I got destroyed. And I was sent back all the way to the beginning, and I was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, how could this be? That's one of the reasons why I don't like roguelikes, because you can get so far, and then you just got to start all over. Yeah. Yeah. But but it yeah. was a good game. I, from what no, it is a I good saw, game. I saw up to the end. And then after that, what happened was because I, I made it to the boss, the last boss, and I, I got my ass handed to me. And then I was so upset. Um, I went and watched the ending, you know, after you right that there. boss. I was right there. I was like right there. So I was like, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> stress myself out and continue on. So let me just go watch the ending. And uh... after that, I was I felt like I was satisfied. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, you don't know how close I was. The last boss had like a slither of health. And I Damn. died, and I, huh. I started all over. And I was, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Let's go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had, I've had those moments, especially in like games like Elden Ring or the Dark Souls games. Like I, I've had plenty of those moments where I was just like, you know what? I'm done for today. I need yeah. to put it down, take a break for like a week. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, yeah. So that'll do it for us. Uh. Uh, if you want to talk to us and follow our stuff, it's on the screen or you can look in the description. Um, brother, it's, it's brother Matt, right? Brother Matt. Yeah, he's been doing a very good job with the socials. Honestly, like there is, I've said it before, like he's been posting stuff that I'm, I'm finding out just from him. And I'm like, hey, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he's doing a great job. So check out our socials for that. Um, yeah, then, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Laters.